listening to She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Let's go. everyone, welcome back. Today's episode is a personal challenge for me and for you to complain less. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm a nurse on an inpatient med surge unit and things are always crazy there. It's always insanely busy or our staffing is always in crisis mode. And unfortunately, there's a tendency for all of the nursing staff in that environment to give in to negativity and just vent or complain all day long about everything. (laughs) Now, I don't want to fully put my own mistakes to blame on someone else, but I will say that a contributing factor to my complaining habits is being around others who constantly complain as well. And let me tell you, once it starts, it can be hard to stop. Especially, again, if everyone around you is constantly complaining about every little thing. I also think that when you are separate from the situation and you hear another person just constantly complaining, you think, get me away from this person. This is so incredibly annoying to listen to. But I found myself being that person who complained a lot of the day at work. Then, in the midst of having hundreds of COVID patients in the hospital that filled every bed on our unit, I was talking with another nurse who is a Christian like me, and I was telling her how it's so sad that all I feel like I do is just complain while I'm at work. Yes, the N95s are a pain to wear and they literally make marks in my skin and give me headaches. But I wasn't the patient struggling to breathe. I wasn't the worried family member who wasn't allowed in the hospital to see their loved one who didn't even know if they were ever going to come home again. So I felt the need to just stop the pattern of complaining, at least just for me, because that's all I could change. (laughs) At the end of the shift, I told a nurse that I worked with, when we're here again tomorrow doing all this again, I'm going to try my hardest to not complain. And I challenged her to join me as well and to stop ourselves in our tracks when we felt the urge to vent. So the next morning before work, somehow either my husband or I discovered that our chest freezer broke and that everything in it was (laughs) semi-warm. So before the smell of raw meat got any worse, I quickly tried to clean out those foods as much as I could without being late for work that morning. I was sad because the last piece of mine and Jack's wedding cake was ruined and drenched in more raw juices. (laughs) I was so looking forward to eating it because our wedding cake was actually the best cake I've ever had, and it still tasted just as good after it was frozen. But I wasn't going to complain. So, when I got to work, I told that nurse about what happened that morning and she just laughed at me, (laughs) considering that I already started with a little bit of a rough day. I told her I still didn't complain about it, even though it was sad to lose the last of my wedding cake, and I'm not going to start complaining now over tiny little annoying things at work, like I was just going to not do it, and both of us did very well that day. I can't say that we 100% did not complain, but I remember feeling a lot better leaving work that day than I did before, because I know I resisted multiple occasions where I would have normally started to vent or complain about dumb stuff. (laughs) 
So I say this because we too often give in to our impulses to tell others how we feel or to express our emotions. Now, I'm a very empathetic person, and I have quite the wide range of emotions like any other living female, but sometimes I struggle to know when it's okay to express certain emotions or when I should just push them aside. I say that because if I felt into my emotions too often, I'd become a very self-centered person who acted only on what I felt instead of what was true. Complaining the way that I would complain at work was not productive in any way. It only made things worse. It made my own attitude worse. It made others around me probably feel just just as annoyed as what I was complaining about, but also it was probably really annoying for them to just hear me talk so negatively. Complaining when you're just in a bad mood and when you're ungrateful is a bottomless pit. It felt like I could never complain enough to satisfy my bad feelings, so it was just never-ending and never helpful. I do believe there's a time when complaining brings about productive change, and that's a good thing, but when you're complaining because you're being selfish, that's never a helpful behavior. But if you complain because there is a change that needs to happen to improve something, then in my opinion, that's a productive way to use those feelings of frustration. So that's why I say to complain less instead of just to not complain at all. Because like I said, I think a lot of really good things or good change can be brought about because you you complain that something needs to change and needs to be better. So again, that's why I challenge you to complain less instead of just not at all. Anyways, here's another example I have of reasons to not complain. So I have this beautiful baby girl. She's healthy. I mean, she eats well, she sleeps well, she plays well. She doesn't have any physical issues. She's only had a little sickness here and there, but she's a very healthy, sturdy baby girl. I love her so much. So when I'm talking with other moms about, you know, like what my daughter is up to and what new things she's been doing, I find that a lot lot of other moms will ask how I'm doing and then quickly tell me, it's okay if you're not okay. And it's okay if you don't love being a mother. Newborn phases are just so hard. The six month phases are hard. The toddler years are hard, whatever. You know, I keep hearing moms tell me things like, it's okay if you don't just love it right now. And even things like, it's okay if you just can't wait for naps every day or you can't wait for bedtime each night. Like, excuse me? (laughs) How bleak. That sounds so terrible. Like, what awful, awful things to be spreading around to new moms. Okay, yes, I'm a very empathetic person, and if someone is sad, I feel sad for them. If someone's angry, I feel angry too. And if someone's happy, I get excited along with them. I just feel people's emotions. And I do find that, yes, there is something very therapeutic about having someone understand where you're at in life and being empathetic towards the feelings that you're feeling. But let's think about the impact of what thoughts we let constantly seep into our minds and into our hearts. In my work complaining example, the complain train was so contagious that if I was having a good day, it didn't take long until I was negative and complaining as well, making me have a bad day at work because I let what others said affect my outlook on my work day and I joined in on the behavior of complaining. <laughs> Likewise, whether it's complaining or sharing your perspective or personal thoughts on a situation, we need to be careful about how it's affecting the other person. Are we looking to uplift them with what we say or are we looking for someone to bring down so that they can share in our suffering? Also, my opposing view is this. In a world of people saying it's okay to, you know, insert feeling here, 
or the even more gagging phrase of you're worthy of dot 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 you know whatever someone get me a barf bucket i cannot stand that whole you're worthy of this or that it is so self-indulgent and it never produces anything remotely good So when I had my baby girl and I was navigating breastfeeding and recovering from a bad tear from birth, yes, I was feeling a lot of physical pain with nursing and with recovering, and I won't lie about how I was feeling. The fact is, being a new mom was a lot for me to manage, and it was a huge change. Oh, and did I mention that my husband had a traumatic foot injury 10 days before I delivered our daughter? Yes, I had to do dressing changes on his foot two times a day, and that continued even after I delivered our baby and had a really bad tear that I had to get kind of down on the floor to do his dressing changes with. Whew, the honest truth is it was very hard that time in our lives, but we were still joyed because we had our daughter, you know, I was going to heal, his foot was going to heal. I mean, his foot injury could have been a lot worse. Like, he could have probably been very close to losing a pinky toe, if not having long-term nerve damage. So, yes, the fact is, life was very hard at that time. (laughs) I won't ignore the truth about the situation, so I'll say it again. Yes, it was in fact very hard at times because of the exhaustion and the changes in my body and the just everything changes and it changes very suddenly, which was hard. But I felt so much happiness. I was filled with such joy and I still am. My baby girl had finally arrived and she is beautiful and healthy and I just soaked up every moment with her. So when another mom, maybe meaning well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but when another mom comes up to me and one of the first things she says is, it's okay if you don't love it. It's okay if it's terrible and you just don't like it. Like, excuse me? (laughs) No, thank you. I'm going to sit here and enjoy loving on my new baby because I do love every second of it despite the physical pain and hormonal changes and literally every other difficult change that comes with being a mom. Plus, how on earth could I complain about life with a baby when not only have I myself wanted a baby, but when I know others who struggle and suffer over wanting a child, I just couldn't do it. I just could not bring myself to complain about my baby or my new life with a baby. I still can honestly admit that yes, it is hard, and I can see why a lot of new moms struggle, but I can still honestly say that I do love being a mom. In the newborn phase, in the now 10-month-old phase, I, I do love it. The whole thing. I've loved it all. So I just focus on that part, the part where I still love my daughter and being a mom even though it is hard. Now, this is very counterculture, but I refuse to complain about having what I wanted for a long time. When someone says a joke about like, hey, I bet you just want to put that baby back where it came from when she's crying. Like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not suffering because I have a child that I've wanted. Yes, life is 1000% different because I am a mother. And yes, I'm tired like all the time. And yes, there's so much about it that is very difficult. But it is possible to love something even if others find it to be an inconvenience. Who cares if they believe you or not? Let yourself feel the joy that you know you feel. (laughs) Don't give in to the negativity that other people are trying to push on you because they want the culture to be, it's okay to feel X, Y, and Z all the time. Okay, I'll tell you something different. It's okay to feel joy and thankfulness and gratefulness and all of those other wonderful, good, godly things despite hardship or despite basic inconveniences in life like being woken up (laughs) okay so it is okay to feel all of those joyful things 
despite those other hard things in life, even though other people tell you it's okay to feel bad or whatever, don't give in to that. You keep on feeling the joy that you have. Don't let them bring you down. So yes, it is possible to love something even if others find it to be an inconvenience for them and they want you to feel the same way. Yes, I do look forward to spending time with friends and family when someone else is watching my daughter so that I can have more focused time with others or maybe just take an uninterrupted nap. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that I dislike life with my daughter in any way. It is possible for life to be hard, but for you to still love it. Let's normalize that for you to love life despite it being hard. (laughs) Anyways, now that I've been on my soapbox, I'm going to get down off of it because I think I've made my point, which is this. Complain less. Swim against the current. When you feel the need to complain that you have to go to work, take a moment and pray to God and say, thank you for this job that I have because it's supporting me and my family. If you prayed to have something someday, don't complain about it when you do have it. And why not allow yourself to be filled with overwhelming thanksgiving and joy instead of those selfish feelings of complaints? Seriously, simply allow yourself to be grateful even when someone tells you it's okay to feel bad. I challenge you and myself to push that selfish thinking out of the way and to put on the opposite thoughts, which is, wow, how thankful am I to have a life with children or a career that challenges me? There's a lot of truth to the gift shop phrase stamped on a plate that says something like, don't complain about the dirty dishes, be thankful for the food you had to eat. Thanks for listening. I hope my thoughts for today have inspired you to think with more thankfulness and perspective and to push aside the never-ending selfish thoughts that plague us in our work, in those around us, and in our social media accounts. Tune in for next week for a discussion of brain dump journaling and how it can help you untangle a jumbled mind and inspire your creativity. Have a great week!